Henri Grob, there's method in his madness. Henri Grob has acquired notoriety for inventing one of the most eccentric of all chess openings, but his story is of interest far outside footnotes in a chess book. First, you should know that as a player, Henri was of strong master level. He became Swiss champion and competed in the strongest tournaments in his era in the 1930s and 40s. He was also an accomplished painter and artist. I came across a story recently when Zach, a chess punk of good standing, posted the opening move of the grob opening in a diagram on what used to be known as Twitter, commentating, G6, 1, G4 is the riskiest first move in chess. Its inventor, Henri Grob, was married nine times. This whetted my interest. His lack of success in the marital stakes is mirrored in the results he obtained playing his chess opening. Beginners in chess are taught that opening moves should compete for control over the central squares. Pushing the G-pawn well outside the central action area like this is to give, in its technical term, an anti-positional flavour and should lead to a disadvantage for white. But chess has always developed, always been developed by players seeing beyond the obvious. I would place Henri Grob as one such pioneer. His basic idea is a simplified version of a much more revolutionary concept by a far greater contemporary chess player, Alexander Alekhine. Alekhine's idea was chess as a battle for the centre ground, but by control at a distance not a method practised before. This produced a revolution in chess openings theory. Grob took Alekhine's principles to an extreme by finding a reckless opening move in military terms advance against enemy forces without due preparation. By simple cautious replays by his opponent, the reckless move is punished. But there's method in his madness. The madness is feigned in the sense that an opponent may overestimate the madness in the play. For example, a direct threat can be made to punish the grub move by black playing a sensible central move, d6, moving the d-pawn one forward. The grub player continues with releasing his king's bishop to a square behind his advanced pawn. This at least is a sensible move according to chess teaching. It even has a fancy name, a fianchetto, which, translated from Italy, means a flank move. The bishop at least is being readied for battle. Now, in practice, black may fall in the simple one-move trap of grabbing the reckless pawn. Black has lost the game because he has neglected his own flank. The grub player gobbles up the diagonally opposed pawn across the board, and even worse, the rook or castle starting from the extreme square on the diagonal cannot escape being gobbled up next move. Maybe a beginner will sometimes fall into the trap, at least once, but there is one more bit of poison to deal with in the grub move for more serious players. Black now has to work out what to do in a completely unfamiliar position, and one in which the grub player is completely comfortable.
as a surprise weapon, the Glob has had its master-level practitioners. The English master Michael Bassman, known for his love of wild attacking chess, defeated grandmaster and renowned theorist John Nunn with it in 1978. Play in the Glob often devolves into a wild and wide-open game with a rapid finish. So there we have it. Maybe you want to try out the grob. But I can't help resisting mentioning Shakespeare's version of the grob. It reminds me of Hamlet's wheeze of appearing mad to trap his father's killer Claudius, as was observed by Polonius. Though this be madness, there's yet a method to it. I shall leave it to others to comment further on the method to be found in Henri Grob's marital arrangements.